Positively Joy. Are you living life but feel like something's missing? You've come to the right place. I'm Yvette Walker, your host for this podcast on finding the true meaning of God's joy. Joy is not a feeling, it's faith. And my guests and I will talk about how to avoid falling down the rabbit hole of chasing physical or emotional joy. In this season, we'll tackle spiritual growth as we discover the true joy of the Lord. From Positively Joy Ministries comes Journaling in His Joy, a new journal that can help you discover what brings real joy by journaling every day and creating a six-month record of memories worth collecting. With over 240 journaling pages, monthly and weekly check-in sheets, and weekly coloring journal pages, This guided journal will help you find joy even in difficult times by actively looking and choosing to see it in every moment. In this journal, you'll look for joy every day and record what you see and experience. Maybe you'll experience it in a rainbow or a song or in the sound of laughter. Choose joy on days where nothing seems to go right and spread that joy to others. Get your copy of Journaling in His Joy, available at Amazon and other fine booksellers. Hey, it's early in 2024 and we've been talking about life plans. Life coaches can help us get clarity. So last week we talked with Coach Ann Visser about marriage. And this week we spend the episode with Karen Freeland, who coaches women about the workplace and when to exit. Karen and I had a lot in common, especially that unfulfilled feeling that you can't define. Karen Freeland is a recovered corporate workaholic, self-called, and after experiencing a midlife awakening at 39, she reinvented her life by deepening her spirituality and discovering God's purpose for her life. She took bold action, and now she coaches high-achieving women, helping them achieve success without sacrificing health and well-being. It's going to be a good episode. Here's Karen. Karen, hi. Thank you so much for appearing on the Positively Joy podcast. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. I love your background because it doesn't mirror mine, but you know, we both were are working women. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes, you know, you talk about being a corporate workaholic. That, you know, you want to do your best at work. You want to you know, exceed, you want to succeed, sometimes exceed expectations. And that can take a lot away from a lot of things. It can take away from family, also take away from, from your, from your spiritual calling. And so I hope to talk a little bit about that today with you. Yeah, for sure. We can definitely unpack that. There's a lot. (laughs) Oh, good. Well, tell us about you. I'd love to know uh, a little bit about your faith walk you know, were you raised in the church or tell me a little bit about how you got to where you are today? 
Yeah, for sure. So I was raised in the church. I grew up in the Episcopal church and, you know, we went to church every Sunday. We got dressed up. I mean, like jeans weren't an option and it was kind of no questions asked. Just church was the thing we did on Sunday. Uh, you know, I was in the Christmas pageant every year. I sang in the church choir, although my voice is really not the best, but I love <laughs> well, it. Well, you know what? Like, I'm a, I, I go to Episcopalian church too. Part okay. of my part of my churches, mm-hmm. and as you well know, sometimes we just want somebody in the choir at all, right? So. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'll take anybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. And my dad ran the acolyte program. So for those that aren't familiar with that, that's like I think altar server, and. So it was just part of my life. But outside of church, I can't say that we really practiced or lived our faith Mm -hmm. um, in a way that I practice and live my faith today. So as I got older, I started falling in with the wrong crowd, partying, drinking, and then church just kind of became an inconvenience for me. It got in the way of my social life. And so went to college, wasn't around people who practiced their faith, so kind of fell away. But I always had a strong relationship with God. You know, I would just talk to him. I prayed every day. Like he was a mainstay in my life, but it wasn't something that I publicly practiced. Mm. And so I would say it was kind of like this on again, off again, but God was always like a magnet pulling me back. So after college, I moved to Miami. I was going to try my hand at acting and dancing and just following my dreams. Very, you know, whimsical. I'll figure it out got a job waiting tables. And while I was there, I realized I need church in my life. I have Mm. to go back. And so I found a local church and it was very emotional for me because on one hand, I was an adult now, you know, and here I am and I'm making this choice myself. And I'm like, yes, I want to be a part of this faith. I want to share my belief and be surrounded by others who have that strong pull and those values. And at the same time, it was so sad because I was totally alone. I didn't really know people at the church. I didn't have anyone else in the pew. It reminded me of, you know, my grandparents. My grandma had passed away already. And it was Mm -hmm. just like, sometimes I would just get overcome with emotion and be like crying while we're singing the doxology. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? (laughs) Put it together. But you know, then life kind of kept going. We moved to New York City um, with my boyfriend at the time, now husband. And you know, again, life kind of got in the way and I fell out of church and that habit and routine, but right. Getting towards, you know, when we were going to get married and he had proposed, I was like, I think we need to get back to church. We both want to raise our kids in the church. What are we doing here? Like we got to get back to that. And so we're back in the church and then we have kids and, you know, going to church with newborns is like, oh my gosh, nearly impossible. (laughs) At least it was for us, but I see so many babies all the time in church and it's so beautiful to see families going. But so we fell away again. And then when they were a little bit older, we're like, okay, we'll go back. And I guess, you know, just to kind of fast forward, it was probably around, you know, 2019, we had a couple of deaths in the family in a very short period of time. And then right after that, the pandemic hit. And so all of a sudden it felt like the whole world around me was kind of crumbling. And I'm like realizing my mortality, you know, my time here is finite and it shook me. It really set off. The only way I can describe it is a midlife crisis at 39, which I know is kind of crazy, but I really started questioning everything like, God, what is my purpose here? 
What would you have me do? I'm making PowerPoints to justify my existence to other people who don't care about me one bit. You know, I don't feel like I'm failing at work. I'm not doing what they want. They're telling me my head's on the chopping block. It's never good enough. What, like, what are you doing? Is this just being an adult? I just got to like suck it up and stay here. Or is there something more you want from me? And it was through all of this questioning and really starting to face my mortality that I had this complete spiritual awakening that really has gone on through, you know, summer of 2022. It's been a journey Mm -hmm. and there's just like a little pieces of the puzzle keep falling into place that let me know, like, this is exactly where you're supposed to be going. You're supposed to become a life coach. You're supposed to help usher other women out of corporate and help them find the balance and the purpose that they were meant for. Um, And so it's really been such a beautiful journey and I wouldn't change anything because, you know, it's made me who I am today. Mm. Even though there were some very rocky, hopeless moments there, um, you know, it's been just a beautiful opportunity to get into this growth area for me now and be able to talk about my faith so much more openly. I'm I'm really so happy to hear the story. I, I'm not happy that it happened to you exactly in that way, or maybe I am because you know there's no coincidence. Yeah. But um, yes, this this is exactly the story that I believe so many women go into. And um, again, you know, our, our career paths don't mirror. Um, for me, work work was pretty good. Sometimes home life wasn't great, but there was this emptiness that I felt yeah. that yes. you just couldn't put your finger on. Is that right? Oh my gosh. Yes. This unfulfillment. And it was really crazy because my husband didn't experience any of that. He was very content with our life in New Jersey. And I would be like, I don't understand. No, like I'm buying all these things. I have these Ferragamo shoes and I I have the perfect life on paper. I'm making six figures. I've got the bends in the driveway. We have two beautiful, healthy kids. Like I feel guilty for feeling unfulfilled, but my gosh, there is something missing. And all this worldly stuff cannot fill this hole. What am I, what am I doing wrong? Like, <laughs> I just felt like I was doing something wrong. You know, like everybody else had it together and knew the secret, but me. So you walked away from corporate. Is that right? Well, yes. And I was, my job was eliminated. Okay. So it was like a beautiful serendipitous uh, moment where like it, God really was affirming this new purpose for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was 2020. The uh, during the pandemic, we had a company. We had merged with another company, and I guess I kind of classify it as a reverse takeover. And <laughs> I knew my job was coming to an end. It was just, yeah. all the writing was on the wall. I was prepared for it. Okay. Um, but about two months before my job was eliminated, I had decided that I was going to become more, a motivational speaker. Like I knew what was coming and I was kind of like, what, what, what did I do? God, what would you have me do if it mm-hmm. weren't this? And so one of the things I saw an opportunity for was to do some motivational speaking. And I never win anything. Like, you know, you like do the church, like little lotto things or play bingo. And like, I never win that stuff. Okay. Yeah, me too. Me too. I never win. No, but I won a seat in a program for 90 days to write your talk. And I was like, okay, God. Okay. I Uh think we're on the same page here. Yeah. Okay. It was like, he was affirming me, you know, and then literally 
about 20 minutes before I had one of the final calls for this 90-day program to write my talk, I get the phone call that my job has been eliminated. And I'm like, okay, okay, like, here it is. Like, God was just like, it's time to fly, girlfriend. Get out of the nest. Like, you don't have to stay here and be stuck anymore. Um, But you got to trust me. You got to show me the way. And so many people came to me right after the job um, was eliminated and were like, hey, well, I know somebody who's hiring. Why don't you go do this? Why don't you go do that? And I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's, I don't want to do that. And I don't think that that's what God wants me to do. So I had to really trust that I was hearing him and hearing the signs correctly. Mm-hmm. And it, it took a lot of faith, you know, to go, okay, I'm going to walk away with the severance package. And how are we going to make this work? Wow. Okay. I will say this. That is, uh, I, I've been in a situation where people are taking buyouts and getting a severance package. That's never happened to me. Oh. It's like, where's my severance package? But no, no, no. I totally hear, <laughs> I totally hear what you're saying. Um, it gets to the point, you know, I work with, I work with young people um, and, you know, and even some older ladies and it just gets to the point in your career, whether you call it midlife or not, you're just wondering, is, is this it? Yes. And is there, is there more? I mean, even yeah. if things were great, sometimes, again, there's this emptiness. So, mm-hmm. um, but boy, God, God really laid that path for you. Now, you know, I've talked yeah. to another person where God shut all the doors. And he was like, God, why are you shutting these doors? Because he wanted him to go someplace else. Oh, uh, I'm know? so glad you said that because what's crazy is while I was in corporate, I thought, well, let me do more of the same, right? Let me just go find another job. Mm-hmm. And I was interviewing like crazy, but all the jobs were more responsibility, taking me away from my family, more yeah. longer commutes, but they were more money, which I thought, well, that's what I'm supposed to do, right? I'm supposed to get a bigger title and more money. And every single job I didn't get. I didn't mm-hmm. get. And I'm like, why, God, what are you doing to me? I'm dying here. And now, obviously, looking back, hindsight is 2020. And I'm like, it had to get this bad, right? It had to get to the point where I could not stand or take it another day so that I could trust him enough to see this new path and see the light at this new tunnel and follow him. If if corporate had been great, I would probably still be there right now making PowerPoints. Like, you know? <laughs> why would you leave if it's good? But yeah. I, I believe that 100%. Wow. So now you are a life coach. And yeah. are you, you know, is it your mission to help women make these calls, make these moves, maybe before it gets as bad oh, yeah. as it did for you? To be able to pivot and strategize before it gets to the rock bottom. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is like my life mission is how do I help other women never experience the pain that I went through? Because Mm -hmm. it was horrible. It was so uncomfortable, you know, and there was a lot of hopeless days. And so now it's like, if I can get them to see the opportunities ahead of time, oh my gosh, I saved them so much pain. But what I have found is a lot of the women that come to me, they're not ready to make that leap yet. It's yeah. still too scary for them. Mm-hmm. So what I end up usually doing is helping them figure out work-life balance. And so now they're able to create more joy outside of work and they're experiencing fulfillment in other ways, not just relying on their job for it. Mm-hmm. And then they start to see the possibilities. 
And I had a client recently and she came to me and said, I want to switch companies. And I was like, okay, like if that's what you want, like let's just help you get a new job in a different organization. Maybe we'll see if you're happy. I said, I just want to warn you, you might make this move and realize it's not actually what you wanted. It's not the companies that's the problem. It's you don't want to be doing this work anymore. This isn't fulfilling you anymore. Mm. Sure enough. She comes back to me after about three months at this new company. And she says, I do love it. And the people are great, but I don't want to do this for much longer. We got to figure <laughs> out my exit plan. And I was like, great, let's do it. So, wow. you know, I get to go on that walk with them in that journey through their change, which is really exciting to watch. Yeah. So you talk about, you know, God's purpose. You God, God had a purpose for you. Oh, yeah. Are you, are you able to speak to your, to your clients, um, you know, about, you know, biblical principles or how God's working in their life, the Christian principles? So it's mixed. Um, I do have clients that come to me and they don't have a spiritual background, Mm -hmm. but I still want to help them. I mean, my belief is that my clients, whether they recognize God as their maker or not, uh, you know, I believe that he is, and I believe that he has a purpose for them. And I believe that the enemy wants to take us off our game and make sure that we don't live our purpose that God has designed for us, right? That's how he gets to quote unquote win um, since he he obviously doesn't get to win at death anymore. So he's like, how else can I disrupt what God has created? So if I can help them in even a non-biblical way to get to their purpose, then I feel <laughs> like I still get to do God's work. Mm-hmm. My clients, however, who are biblical, I definitely do. Like, I will read them scriptures. We will do mindset moments where we will just listen to some spa music and I will read scripture or I will talk to them. Like, what, where do you feel God's calling you to? I mean, is this what God would want you to do? Is that the direction that you think he wants you to go? And just get them to think about it in that lens. Um, so the ones that, you know, share their religion with me and they're open to it, I love to do that kind of work. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of music, Um, When you were going through this, you made a big change music-wise. Tell us about that. Oh, my gosh. I did. So growing up, I mean, I loved all pop music. Hip-hop was just like it for me, like Jay-Z, all that kind of stuff. Like, that's just, I love beats, you know? And I love, like, something that just gets you pumped up. And as I got older, I started realizing a couple of things. I mean, one, like, this music that's so derogatory towards women, I'm like, I just... I cannot listen to this stuff anymore. I can't condone it. I don't want to be called these nasty words. It just started to really feel ick when I would listen to it. And I had switched to country music for a while because I'm like, well, this is like at least kind of fun and, you know, okay, I can get behind this. But then it was more of drinking and I have struggled uh, at different times in my life with alcohol. And so I thought, I don't want to listen to this either. (laughs) And so there was a time during during the midlife crisis. And I was just scanning through the radio station, looking for something else. I did not even know that Christian music existed. And I landed on the song, We All Bleed the Same. Um, Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. With Toby Mac and Kirk Franklin and Mandisa. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just like, what is this music? I need this in my life. I mean, of course, I was like gushing tears in my car also, like listening to the song. But um. (laughs) All of a sudden, I just found myself being gravitating towards Caleb. That was this station that was in my hometown. Mm -hmm. And now I love Caleb. Oh my (laughs) gosh, I love me some Caleb. Skipping Amy in the morning. Um, (laughs) And like his radio now, I listen to, and I I, in the light FM, and I just kind of go back and forth between all the Christian stations. 
And then I found Christian hip hop and I was like, what? Lecrae and Andy Mineo? I was like, who are these people? And I just got so inspired. And I felt like for me, one of the biggest ways that God communicates with me is through music. Mm -hmm. And every single time I feel like maybe I should give it up or maybe this business isn't for me or, you know, you just have a bad day and you think all these crazy thoughts like I'll get in the car and God just puts a song on that puts everything in a perspective. And I was like, yep. Okay. I heard you. I'm sorry. I'll <laughs> say that again. Like I'm not giving up. I'm okay. I'm we're sticking with the path. Um, so it really has been just an amazing way to grow in my faith and, mm-hmm. and learn things. Cause now I'll be sitting in church and I'll hear something and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's from that song, you know? And I am able to make these connections and just grow in my understanding of God's word. Yeah, no, I love it where, because sometimes, you know, depending on how you were raised, you, you know, you may have gone to church, but didn't read the Bible a lot. That's certainly my story. Oh yeah. Um, So sometimes you will hear a song and then you'll realize that was scripture. Yes. That's so exciting for me. Yes. Oh, me too. And yeah, that's was... not just a lyric. That's actually, you know, from the right. Bible. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it was crazy because when we, we, God sort of said, hey, listen, you can't stay in Jersey anymore. Like if you really want to grow your business and if, if I, if he's going to have the spiritual awakening fully for me, um, we found ourselves in Greenville, South Carolina. And mm-hmm. that was scary in itself because we knew absolutely no one. Uh, not a single soul. We kind of just like finger in the wind. People said Greenville was cool. We checked it out. We're like, yeah, okay. Sounds good. We'll, we'll go here. But the first thing we did was find a church when we got here and there happened to be a fair and they were like, you know, as you do in church with like a bunch of tables set up around the, whatever, the room where everybody gathers for coffee and stuff. And there was a table for women's Bible study. And I had never done a Bible study in my Mm -hmm. life. Like, yeah, same thing. We didn't really read scripture. We we didn't have Bibles out in the house and we didn't like read them as a family or anything. And I had this overwhelming, almost like a magnet. Like I just found myself at the table and I was like, yeah, I want to do this. Like, what am I saying? Like how, (laughs) how this word's just coming out of my mouth. But that for me, oh, that really blew my eyes wide open. And I was like, wow, I thought I was a good Christian just because I went to church. And I was like, I have so much growth and so much opportunity to just really improve every aspect of my life, especially my spirituality. So I've just loved doing Bible studies. That's been a huge part of my awakening. Oh, that's, that's really great. Um, so So you talked about working with your clients and trying to help them, whether or not they are spiritual, Um, but how do you help your clients experience more joy in their life? Yeah. Okay. So I have a couple of tips that I like to share with my clients and obviously with your audience today. So one of them is really what I call like turn inward. And so it's really looking into yourself to go, what makes me happy? What would give me joy? Because I think, especially in a distracted society like ours, where you're looking at phones, you get into the comparison syndrome, you're on social media, you're scrolling and looking at everybody's highlight reel, you know, Mm -hmm. you start to doubt yourself and you start to think that you want what these other people have. And so if we can just take the noise out for a minute and really get quiet, go inside of ourselves and say like, but what would make me happy? 
Mm-hmm. You know, like, and a lot of my clients will be like, well, I don't need all this money. I don't need to be working all these crazy hours. And I'm like, okay, awesome. Or, you know, I really have always wanted to go into nonprofit. I want to be a lactation consultant or like, I hear all these stories and I'm like, well, then let's do that. Why, why are we <laughs> not doing that? You know? Um, so really just taking a moment to figure out what would bring you the most joy and then making a plan to go get it. The second thing, and I sort of alluded to it earlier is rekindling your passions and mm-hmm. getting outside of the office. And where else could you find joy in your life besides just work? Yeah. And that looks different for everybody, right? I have some clients who just love nature or they love walking to going on nature walks with their dog. Um, and that's a great way to find more joy in your life. Other clients, they want to do more like sports or something like a hobby, a tennis or pickleball or something, right? Or um, for me and my husband, we started ballroom dance classes and then, you know, it was a way to get joy, but also for us to reconnect our relationship. So it was kind of like a twofer, which was nice. Um, so definitely turn inward, rekindle your passions. And for me and some of my clients as well, we really like to look at volunteering and having that bigger purpose, you know, how do we give back, um, Tony Robbins has done some great research on like the six human needs. And Mm -hmm. one of the things he talks about is our need to contribute to society and to give back. And that was missing in my life for so long because I was a workaholic. So there was Mm -hmm. no time to give back. Uh, You know, I mean, I do the financial donations and stuff, but you're, you're too far removed from it, I found. And so um, if I can help my clients figure out maybe an organization like junior league or something with their church, can they do a mission trip or just, you know, volunteer at a youth group, um, and just get to know the kids that way or whatever. All of a sudden it's like, wow, we feel this sense of joy because we're giving and we're helping other people grow. And that's so powerful. Wow. Well, everyone, uh, you're listening to Karen Freeland, Karen with an I, and you can find out more about her on her website, Karen, K-A-R-I-N, Freeland.com. You can learn about her services um, and, um, and get to know her a little bit. Where can people find you on social media as well? Absolutely. So I'm on Instagram at Karen Freeland, and I spend a lot of time in my Facebook group. It's called Successful Working Women Rocking Reinvention. So if you're looking for a little motivation and maybe want to try reinventing your life, I definitely invite you to come hang out with us and get some motivational support in the group. Oh, Karen, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, I feel like we're kind of kindred sisters in a way. Yes. Uh, Appreciate you. And, um, you know, just keep on, keep on with your clients. I mean, it's you and I both know what that feeling is like. And if you can help other women to, to break that cycle, I mean, I, you know, my hat's off to you. Thank you. And I will just share one quick piece of scripture as we wrap up uh, Philippians 1, 6. And it says, I'm am sure that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And for me, that just means that God is going to help you through this. He is not going to leave you by the side of the road. So if you're in a dark period or a dark time or you're feeling stuck and frustrated, just know that he is going to be opening some doors or closing them if he needs to, but to help you really reach your purpose. And it is going to come. So just hang in there. Amen. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy. Go to PositivelyJoy.com to hear previous episodes and to learn more about our ministry and books. 
Support Positively Joy by becoming a Patreon member and sign up for our newsletter. Thanks to Mars Coleman for the use of his song, The Joy of Knowing. And thanks to Susan Marie for editing and production of the podcast. Till next week. Oh, the joy of knowing. The joy of knowing.